Hey guys, I'm back and it's been 10 days since I last announced that I was going to go on hiatus due to the passing of my cousin. We are currently in the mourning period and you know, the mourning period lasts for a fortnight and we're reaching to the end of it. Um I'm still respecting on not doing a lot of entertainment stuff you know i try my best not to listen to a lot of music this is just in respect of her passing um i'm not fully in involved in the superstition in the tribe that i'm um in my maternal tribe's belief so it doesn't really affect me as much but you know i still respect it now in light of this I also want to give you a little background about my maternal uh, my maternal side of the family. We well, you know, I am half. If I say I'm from this one country, that I'm a full on of that country, but I am from two different ethnic background, like ethnic tribe rather. So Whilst my dad's side of the family is more common, you'll find them anywhere in the country. My maternal side on the other hand is not really listed as a part of the um acknowledged not acknowledged, they're acknowledged, but they're not a part of the country's um official ethnic backgrounds, ethnic tribes of my country. But that we are known to have them. So, I won't point out because it will give away it will disclose my private life and I am not a huge fan as you guys know, I'm very introverted. I'm very private about that matter and I try to avoid disclosing too much about myself because I just want to remain anonymous as much as possible other than my own name and the fact that I come from a Southeast Asian background. That's it. Um now bring you back I want to talk about my maternal ethnic tribe so let's start of what they're f- uh, so okay so to start off my maternal ethnic background it's technically agnostic they do believe in god but they don't have a you know they don't have a um a certain belief I, i don't know how to put it but you know they believe that there is such thing as god but they aren't as more strict as other official or rather other well-known religion so you know they're just agnostic um so in this ethnic background this ethnic tribe particularly they have a lot of superstitions that we try to avoid we have to be careful especially during um during the death of a family member so this is what i've actually i grew up being more with my paternal side but i'm still close with my maternal side cuz i see them we talk we're close and we contact each other all the time so you know we're still close despite spending more time with my paternal side because um I live in the city. So, you know, my whole paternal side lives in the city. So, that's why um 
So bringing you back, my maternal side's superstitions on the deceased is there's quite a lot. I'm not well versed. This is what I've just really know of during the time from my late. Okay, sorry about that. There was something in my room, so um, yeah. So this is just what I know of from my late grandmother's passing a few years ago. So it differs in each family, but I think in the case of my cousin, it might be slightly different too. So I'll just put a comparison about that. Um, from what I know of, during the start of the funeral procession, the family, the house, we're not allowed to play any entertainment things, and so they try to they close all the TVs. You know, the tellies are all covered. Um, as I know of it too, they also cover mirrors. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, so the entertainment aspect of this superstition is that it lasts throughout the morning period. So like I said, that's why in respect of my cousin's passing, I haven't, I haven't been touching much on the entertainment side of it. I mean, I do listen to music because... Uh, you know, going to her house, going to their house takes at least over an hour plus, and I'm the type to even be tired for driving half an hour. So you know, I need that music, but I don't play it in a usual loud volume. You know, the usual sound. I just need a bit of sound. So and I I respect that, and you know, I follow that through. Um. So basically, I am not entirely well-versed again. As I say, I'm not entirely well-versed. This is just what I've observed. And from both of my experience in my late grandmothers and my late cousins, is that all the items that they use on a daily basis, or rather what they've always had with them, comes with them into the coffin. Um, and the items that is too large for the coffin goes into their hut now i think in this belief they believe that um the hut represents a place a home for them for them to rest and depending if you are married like my late grandmother she doesn't have to have a hut built for her because my late grandfather who has passed away before I no, I think he was able to see me when I was quite when I was an infant, so I'm not entirely sure there. Um so he already has a hut, so they just had to bring her stuff to my late grandfather's hut and she just needs to be buried. Um so that's why it's different. But she wasn't buried for three days. This was okay because she you know, she was ill. I remember as I remember it clearly my late grandmother was ill so they were able to not bury her for three days she wasn't gonna smell or anything she was from the hospital they only had you know they've inputted antibiotics on her and whatnot but she died from health complications i guess i don't know how they missed it but apparently it was 
her appendix burst but for some odd reason they thought she was constipated it was really really terrible we do believe it was slightly of a medical malpractice but we weren't going to bring that up either because she already passed away and it wasn't going to bring anything back you know so and during that time everybody was just heartbroken so and she was of an old age too so there's a lot of factors that may need to be reconsidered about what was the cause of her death but definitely one of it was her appendix burst and the cyst from the appendix kind of just infected her whole her whole body system you know it shut that down and she she was bedridden and comatosed in the ICU unit for quite some time um i was again the last one to see her alive before the timing was close until she went into you know when before she died so i'm glad i was kind of like the last one to see her alive she wasn't you know up and about but i was able to see her her still with her heart beating and um that was more or less the same case for my cousin cuz that morning when my cousin passed away i also visited her stayed with her for a good hour or two until we had to go for cuz it was lunch time and then that evening she passed away but there were a few people who visited her be- like especially my eldest who had a bad feeling so she went to visit her before she died and after she died so you know i wasn't the last one but i was glad i was able to see her before she did die um before she passed away excuse me um so bringing you back so my grandmother during the time when she passed we didn't bury her until the third day and i am not entirely sure why but the whole pro- the whole burial procession started um so basically before the crack of dawn it was around half 3 in the morning we were all woken up because i slept at my cousin's where the where the funeral funeral procession was held we were woken up and then we were told that my grandma was going to go so we were all just seeing her off and that they had to do a few rituals um there was one before going out the door you know one when they lifted up her coffin one going out the door and one after leaving the the gates this was all done before the crack of dawn and you know until now it's it's something still it's a you know hard thing to accept you know i've how do i put it i've accepted that she passed away but my heart stills like You know, I do miss her. I do think of her and everything. So, you know, I I'm glad she's not in pain anymore, but I do miss her. Now, this I think the 2 weeks mourning period, we the family, my my maternal family, we don't do caterings because more the most of the time we would cook ourselves. So, 3 days straight they were cooking food. Everybody was busy cooking food, helping around. um uh, attending to guests and the thing is my paternal side we have quite a large family like we are still close to our second cousin i don't know how it is for other families but you know we're close to our second and third cousins so that's why it's 
you know everybody cooked everybody prepared for the funeral and everything and even on the last day of the morning period so all the food that was served were were my grandmother's this is okay this is my grandmother's story my first experience not really my first but the ones that i can remember and followed through experience um they actually prepared her favorite food so all the deceased's favorite food it was prepared during the funeral as well as the final day of the mourning period for you know so during that time how i how do i put it in that two weeks two weeks mourning period the direct family or rather people involved in the superstition I should call it a superstition. I'm not entirely sure what it is called in English, but let me just find that out. Okay, so it's like a taboo. It means in English taboo. It's in the line of taboo or, you know, a superstition that they believe. So yeah, I would say it's more of a taboo. Um so replace anything I said about superstition to taboo, but still a part of a superstition. So in that two weeks period, um the taboo for the direct family and people involved in their superstition and again the taboo was that they had to wear a black bracelet or kind of like just kind of like a string bracelet and that has to be on throughout the morning period and the only way to break the taboo was to cut off the um the bracelet the rope bracelet the string bracelet or cut a piece of your hair or cut your nails so that was as i remembered it and when that happened everybody just cut off whatever you know so that was my grandmother's experience as i remembered it it was more um vague or but i still remember it There might be a few things that I may have missed out, but we didn't go to the actual burial procession because the taboo for the fact that when you're in the cemetery for that particularly particular belief, I'm sorry, my R and L's guys, was that it's something that because we're not well versed my mom doesn't allow us to go there and honestly speaking i as much as i want to be there i prefer not to too because it's such a it, i prefer to be versed in things to go you know if i go to another country i need to make sure i know what i'm not supposed to do and what i'm supposed uh, what i can do you know type of thing so if my mom says we can't go then i shouldn't even question it so i don't really know full on the experience about the burial procession due to the fact that i did attend it i did not go to it but as i've heard it there were a few things that has happened and honestly speaking because i have not seen it myself i would prefer not to say it because it's only what i've heard and was told but not what i've seen So you know it may have it may differ from the experience itself. Um so going back to my cousin this experience was more different than my grandmother. It shouldn't be any different really, but 
because my late cousin passed away she before you know the cause of her passing was that she drowned and she was already brain dead but then you know despite the fact that i knew the outcome of it we were still hopeful because she her oxygen was still high we were hopeful her heartbeat everything was okay but then on the day of her passing she went into four cardiac arrest and they tried to resuscitate her for over an hour and a half or so but it was you know unfortunately they weren't able to and that's just that um so when they brought her over to the house we didn't go directly because again like i said i live in a different city from my maternal side of the family it's really far and she lives kind of like in a way in the countryside it's really really deep in and preferably we would have to go during the daylight because the road there is very dark it's very hard to go to so the next day that evening we went to my cousin's house she was still there obviously they haven't buried her giving the chance for all her friends and you know everybody who knew her to come by and see her before she gets buried and again just like i said they went through the same funeral procession so what i do remember is that there's a thing where the family members would cry they would cry loudly say you're so young please come back please come back this is all of a different language but you know i'm not good with speaking it but i am okay with and understanding it it's myself so i was able to understand due to the f- fact that my great my late grandmother due to that experience from with my late grandmother so you know i was able to understand what they were saying and it was more heartbreaking it was heart wrenching seriously and you know it went through again with the they had to sort out her items what to put into the coffin what to put at her hut and then what she was planning to donate because anything that belonged to her had to go with her unless she had the intentions to donate um now in comparison to my grandmother even though there was a 3 days funeral procession in comparison to my grandmother she had to be buried early they had to bury her because she drowned and they the only reason why she wasn't starting to smell was the fact that she was filled with medicine but it's because she drowned the water from her body I, i'm not entirely sure but that's that you know she was they had to bury her immediately that next morning like i think they also buried her at the crack of dawn but you know it wasn't they didn't leave unlike my grandmother she did stay for 3 days straight. Uh So this was a bit different. I think this is particularly because that they know someone of a medium, I would say. I'm not entirely sure if there are people out there who believes in mediums who are a bit skeptics and honestly speaking, I am one of those people who are slightly skeptic sometimes, but when they give you the information that only the close relative know and only the people who knows of her it's quite you know it's quite convincing in a way and in a way it is a good closure for us so she was able to contact with her and oh just so you know 
some of our stuff they have yet to build the hut they were building the hut when i lost went last weekend so they were still settling on what to bring to her hut um yeah so going back the experience is different this time because she wasn't able to say anything before she passed away because it was extremely unexpected it was untimely and she was a national she broke the national record for free diving you know and i was proud of her um basically she the medium told the family that you know she's at peace now she's in a beautiful place in a beautiful house filled with glass and stone floors she said it was uh, everybody knew it was people who knew her knew it was her ideal house and she said she was wearing something white you know a beautiful white gown but when asked what her activity was she wasn't able to disclose that because contacting the medium herself was communicating with the medium herself was already something she needed to go back quickly something like that i'm not entirely sure but she needed to stay safe and so that she doesn't get followed as well as the medium so you know she needed to go back so i'm not entirely i wasn't there when that happened but this was during the third day of the final day of the first three days of the funeral procession i wasn't there i was at a different event so during the time during these three days i think what i wasn't what i did know of during the time my my grandmother was that they actually had a thing where they finally kind of like in a way finalized the fact that she is gone you know her soul is gone she's departed and they showed kind of like this branch filled with leaves all these living leaves and when they officiated the fact that she has left her soul's gone that one once a living leaf just died just wilted i wasn't there to see this but my little sister saw and she i asked why did you guys record this and she's like i would we were just shocked to have seen it you know so i'm like oh okay so this this whole event i didn't see it myself directly so it may differ in experience wise um the thing is about this belief is that they're not allowed to leave the house empty during that two week morning period two weeks morning period or however long the family decides it to be they're not allowed to leave the house alone because it's so that the deceased does not feel lonely not entirely sure why but that uh yeah i think <sighs> there's not much difference from my grandmother's experience really but it's more of just really settling right now we're just settling what to put in her in her hut and they do give her food for three days and everything like that so you know honestly speaking i it's still a heavy topic for me to talk about because it's still a fresh memory for me and honestly speaking i it hasn't really fully something for me you know it's there but it hasn't really something i have accepted that she passed away it's just it hasn't something anyways so this is a long episode guys i'm sorry if you guys aren't going to leave halfway through but uh thank you for listening take care guys 
stay safe stay healthy and until then tune in again next time to let's talk about anything by SKV. bye guys